Hello and welcome to episode 49 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and Mega Muesli Maker, Mark. Another little bit of alliteration for you. Mm. Giant granola maker. Oh, it's good. Mm. It is banging. You know, if all else fails, you know, just do that. Mark's muesli. You've got some left. Mark's muesli. I can see it now. No, I ate it all. Oh, do, you want, do you want more? Yeah, keep it coming. Like. Okay. <laughs> no, I feel bad asking. I'll actually, I would buy it off you. No, no, no. I'll make you talk about subscription there. models. Mm. Yeah, I'd pay. I'd pay. Um, oh, yeah. What would I pay for that? I, I saw in Waitrose not long ago a granola that's basically in a brown paper bag to make it look artisan. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's almost identical ingredients to mine and yeah. it's like five quid for a small bag but because it's in the paper bag everyone was buying yeah, it probably spend i'd probably buy yours off you for that mm. yeah okay <laughs> change the tune diversification uh this is a chat around the subjects of health wealth well-being fitness sports science and matters of the heart you know the stuff that really twangs the ventricle strings like that um don't look at me like that we're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception in short it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives and if we can make just one p pe- one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness or one p <laughs> hey one p yeah. I say one? <laughs> when you miss that person it sounded we can make one p <laughs> in this pod it's <laughs> good <laughs> I literally, I was just thinking I'm going to edit this out, but I'm not yeah, now. <laughs> saved, saved by the bell. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know, some about madness, some about our work here is done. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> if you haven't already subscribed to us, then please do. And um, if you like what you hear, spread the word. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Send your stuff in uh, at imfinecast at gmail.com and find us on the socials at imfinecast. So coming up, got some catch-ups. Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me sideways? It's all right. I never quite know what you're going to do. So we've got the dates of my, it's my US the same tour. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Your primaries. Yeah. And your fundraising. We could do some fundraisers, couldn't we? I've actually got, um, in the next bit to come up, I have got, I'm going to reference one American state in every pod until <laughs> November 2024. <laughs> I've already got one lined up for today. Okay, well, America is 20% of our listenership, isn't it? Yeah. So we, we're representing um, in work-life ballet. Um, as I said in the last part, we've got a lovely chat with Joe that I had all about finding your centre. So mm-hmm. that'll be coming up. Um, it is marvellous, if I do say so. Off the back of uh, the chat with Joe, we're going to have a little uh, sniff around uh, deconditioning and pattern interrupt, which kind of came up in our chat, which was, which was um, it's great, isn't it? There's all these things, hasn't it? There's mm. loads of stuff. There is, there's loads of and stuff. It just goes from one day and, it, and it feels really nice at the moment. And I know we're coming up to our our fiftieth ep. Mm. Don't want to build that up too much. No. There might be some might be some bunting. We might have some bunting, mm. mightn't we? We've never, used that, we've never used my bunting quote that you really like. We'll we'll nip that in again. Okay, I can't remember it. Okay, you're not going to tell okay, us. Either. No, you need, okay. I'm going to save it. Okay. We could do some commemorative tea towels, maybe for our fiftieth. What do you think? Mm. Those commemorative tea towels with um, that you used to get from infant school, where each yeah. pupil would do a picture right. of themselves, and you put and it, it on there. Yeah, and it's that kind of material that literally pushes the water around the dish yes. rather than actually soaking yeah. it up. Yeah, <laughs> all commemorative tea towels are utter shit. Yes. aren't they? Yeah, they're, they they're shiny and stuff. But is that the point of them? You're not meant to use them, yeah. which I think is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, much, it's like having like a commemorative royal mug and having a hole in the bottom. Well, because you're never going to use them. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's the equivalent of having, well, having a tea towel that doesn't do the job. Yeah. Right? Oh, riveting stuff as ever. How are you, Mark? Yeah, good, thank you. How are Excellent. you? I'm very good, thank good. you. Brilliant. Move on. Uh, <laughs> that never happens. No. Well, moving on. I always sit there going, um, <laughs> wow. Do you mean in a metaphorical <laughs> sense? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, do you really mean how are you? When you say or... how am I? <laughs> Um, I was thinking, do we need to do some... I think I've mentioned this at Yonks ago. Go on. Do we need to do some promo shots? Do we need to... Of what? Because we you know, we, we want to try and sell this pod, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think we're awful looking, right? Okay. <laughs> Where are you going with it? Well, people don't know what we look like. No. We've, 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 had, more, we've had more listeners mm-hmm. since you showed your, your lovely little face on that Instagram live. I'm just thinking there's just the potential, you know, to put okay. us out there a bit more. I mean, you could you could just be the face if you want. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, I don't know. No, legit. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, personality is important, isn't it? We're literally personalities on this, aren't we? Yeah. And we don't, we don't ever show our faces. No. <laughs> it's like no. some kind of weird. Although I, I noticed, I hadn't noticed it. I mean, it might backfire horrendously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hadn't noticed it, but somebody did a comment on one of your Insta stories. I think Sarah probably did. The little red dot in your eye on the Insta story. Oh, you, I hadn't you noticed, not noticed it. it the first because no. we called it Judgment Day. Yes, yeah, that's, seen, that's a film or something, is it? <laughs> it's Terminator. Okay. So you don't know what the dot's about. No. Right, but you thought it was clever. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. We got people. We got a shopping list there. What's that? Okay. So you, I said I, I struggled to say because I do laugh. It, <clears throat> I do laugh. What, contrary to uh... <laughs> everybody's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. And although we've already said that this this podcast is a mask for my melancholy, so this isn't the real me. Right. But... Did I know that? Yeah. Cool. So Amelia said to me, she said, I was trying to work out what made you laugh. And she said, I came up with two things. She said, but if you tell them to Damien, mm. he's going to go like... I love the way you use my full name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Or my not my full name. It's not my full name, but yeah, my your name. All of my first name. Yeah, you use all of mine. It's only fair. Um, so, the two examples she gave, she said, if you tell him, he's just going to look at you and think you're a dick. So the two of them were. She had forgotten one of them. Anyway, the other one, which I can remember. <laughs> I'm looking at you like you're a dick. I only had two things to remember. Why can't I remember? Anyway. Hold on. You got a piece of paper. You literally have a piece of paper. Look like you're about to read from it. No, this has got jokes on it. Right. I'm going to show so other I, things I didn't mean that to jump ahead. I just thought you might, might want to write the thing down so you don't forget. Such I've remembered one like. of them. I've remembered 50%. So what it used to be is that one of my daughters is in, was in being looked after by childcare, like a woman that was looking after after-school care. Your so, test tube lady? No, 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 no. no, no. Baby so, lady. so my youngest daughter was older now and a, a, a person would pick her up from school, right. look after her for a little bit after school, then I'd go and pick her yeah, up. Yeah, sure. The person that provided the care for my child scared me so much, and I'm so much of an introvert, I would not speak to her or scared face her. in what her. way? Like just she, had a, she had a tea towel over her shoulder that was like... Commemorative one? No, but not slippery because it never moved. Just, just the sheer way she opened the door and having this tea towel there, it almost looked like a weapon. I always, so anyway, I didn't like collecting my daughter. So <laughs> You I would, hired this woman, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it clearly... Terrified, so, ter- so terrified. You what, I would not tend give her to do, what I would tend to do is take my eldest daughter, I think I must have either picked her up from school or just put her in the car and said, you're coming with me yeah. <laughs> to pick up your sister. Yeah. And when we got to the house, I would go, oh shit, there's nowhere to park. Can you just nip out and get your sister and I'll find somewhere to park? <laughs> and it was literally a deserted cul-de-sac. And we would do this every time. And that was hysterical. Okay. Like a lot of comedy is when it's repetitive, isn't it? Mm. 
and well, we talked about regression that, you know, when things are difficult or hostility yes back to Freud's uh, so point. this was exactly this I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. escape the yeah. person that I put in my child's care because she had a tea towel in a menacing manner um, and so that was the ongoing joke and that was like real sort of crying humor that that was for probably about yeah. two years brilliant that was a standing material, joke yeah. and I think repetition is a very big thing uh-huh. isn't it in a lot yeah. of comedy so what I thought you was, really can't remember the other thing no. So what I thought was, I was going to find something that occasionally would make me laugh. So I've trialed this on one or two people, and mm. the, the response has been uproarious. Uproarious? You, you're normally brilliant with your words. You did a good one the other day, actually, I meant to say. Your vocab is tremendous, I must say. Is that a word? Okay. So Just you'd go with it. This went from uproarious belly laughs yeah. to indifference. Okay. So what <laughs> I'm going quickly. to do... <laughs> No, between various... So I, I, I just trialled okay. it variously. Should so, I, so shall I say uproarious mm. or indifference? Yes, I've, I've got... As my, th- I've, as my kind of... No, you don't have to do it with your thumbs. I've, I've got, no, I'll say I've, it. I've, no, I've got it written out on boards. I want you to hold these two okay. boards up. I'll just get them. Cool. The boards. What's she like? Anyway, so just do it with the thumbs up or thumbs up. You call it coal for starters. Yes. She doesn't like that. <laughs> She's coming now, she's... Thanks, Colin. Just leave them there, my love. <gasps> I think I done well, did it? Right. So, <laughs> why she got a tea towel over her shoulder? <laughs> so I'm going to read these out, and I'm quite happy for you to, to 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 not respond at all. I don't care whether you like them or not. I'm just we're just putting them out there. And as I say, one American. Just get on state. with it, Christ's sake. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do. So this is thanks to uh, Bob Mortimer. And Andy Dawson. From Atletico Mint's podcast. Atletico Mint's podcast. Great podcast. Really brilliant. So, I went to see a recruitment consultant. He said, have you considered voluntary work? I said, I wouldn't do it if you paid me. <laughs> you don't have to put the um, thingy weed in after this, the sound effect. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't no, be so harsh. You not. Here's, here's, here's the American reference. I burnt my Hawaiian pizza last night. I must use a lower heat. <laughs> Quite good. I, I mean, it's all in the delivery, to be yeah, fair, Mark. I went to the zoo the other day. The only animal there was a dog. It was a shit zoo. <laughs> That's, a one, That's a good one, that one, yeah. I wondered why the ball got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Then it hit me. <laughs> this is my favourite, so no prejudice. But if this, no, you if know, this I, doesn't I, give a laugh, I'm not going to go to page two. I think I've told you this one. A penguin walks into a bar. He says to the barman, have you seen my brother? And the barman says, I don't know. What does he look like? <laughs> look, I love a poo joke. I mean, these are just brilliant. Here's my second favourite. I rank everything, don't I? You don't have to, you don't have to just, just say them, yeah. right? <laughs> went, went to the doctors the other day. She said, you've got hypochondria. I said, oh no, not that as well. <laughs> my dad has the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from the zoo. <laughs> six, six, eight. The neighbour of the beast. (laughs) A man in a police interrogation room says, I'm not saying a word without my lawyer present. Policeman says, you are the lawyer. He says, I know. Where's my present? (laughs) The good thing about these is you don't have to do the punchline because you're already there, aren't you? Yeah. Finally, I got sacked from a job at the bank today. An old lady came in and asked me to check her balance. (laughs) (laughs) Pushed her over. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, it's only a couple of episodes too late, but that's what we needed in the, uh, the laughter special. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's all about. <laughs> Thank you. Timing. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Thank you. I just love the way you. I don't know any comedian that literally would kind of do some preamble to the show. <laughs> just get on with it. <laughs> that's good. You sent me um, a link to uh, Golf on the Moon, mm. didn't you? So Apollo, it's Apollo 14th, 50th anniversary. And Alan Shepard, he was a commander on NASA's Apollo 14 mission, took a golf club with him, like a telescopic golf club, and he wanted to hit a golf ball on the moon. Well, he smuggled in something in a sock. This is where this is even more bollocks. He, he, he made a golf club. He didn't smuggle a golf club in. He made a golf club. Yeah. So he smuggled in the head of a golf club. And then, because you mean when we're talking about this last time, you're talking about all the, the weight and extra stuff, and all these you know, astronauts taking I'm these going, things on this ship. I'm going to the moon. I'm going <laughs> to smuggle something in a sock. Yeah, no, a bit no. Of me- anyway, heavy bit of metal. Yeah. So he took a golf club head and then fixed it to six, this handle, yeah, a six iron, just for golfists yeah. out there. Yeah. Okay. So carry on. I think there was some the, the footage that was taken, the original footage that was taken in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hit a golf ball. Yeah. I think at the time that they had no record of, well, they couldn't work out actually how far this golf ball Correct. had gone. Yeah. So I think some nerd yeah. in America has... Oh, no, he's English, the guy that's done it. Oh, okay. You can tell I've read this. Yeah. Um, he um, basically looks at photographs and then enlarges them and makes oh, okay. them bigger and better high, and brighter. Yeah, he's got some high def ones. Yeah. And he's, worked, yeah. he's basically worked out how far Alan Shepard hit the ball. Yeah. So it's actually quite um, topical at the moment because Bryson DeChambeau, the American mm-hmm. golfist... Mm-hmm is one of the biggest hitters in the game. I don't know whether you've heard no. recently that because he's smashing the ball so far, like 400-yard drives, yeah. they're talking about changing, as they do in all sport, when someone gets really yeah, yeah. really good yeah. at talking about... Yeah. Talk- Did that with Javelin, didn't they? Well, yeah. The Javelin was... They, they had a certain type of Javelin that okay, was basically going to go outside the stadium. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Into the car park. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, surprising to Shamley, he's a man, he's probably stacked this bloke. Mm. I don't know if you've seen him, but no. he was he kind of one season he was like normal sized. And mm. then he came out the next season like he was, you know, yeah. been on the old protein balls and lifting weights like you. Mm. So he's been smashing it. So yeah, it's quite topical at the moment because mm. they're thinking about changing the, the clubs and stuff. Yeah. But they said that if he was on the moon hitting a golf ball, mm. in theory, he with a, obviously with the reduced gravity on the moon, he could blast a ball three point four one miles. Yeah pretty much the length of an 18-hole golf course, mm. um, and the ball would have a hang time of 1 minute and 22 seconds. Yeah. So the question was, how far did Alan Shepard hit mm. his golf well, ball? Well, Alan Shepard did make a claim of how far his had gone, didn't he? Yeah. When, when he was asked, he said it went miles and miles. Yeah, and they've actually looked at it. Yeah. And um, Found the golf ball. <laughs> yeah, they found it. On and, the moon. And then mm-hmm. the, the guy who did this said, we can now fairly accurately determine that ball number one travelled 24 yards. And yeah. ball number two travelled 40 yards. Yeah. I mean, that's rubbish. Yeah. But as it? somebody also said, that's quite good. Because bearing in mind the suit he was wearing, yeah. the gloves he was wearing, yeah. it wasn't a proper golf club. And he couldn't have seen the ball in his space suit because you can't look down and see your feet. So, so he hit a ball he couldn't see. Yeah. So well done. Mm-hmm. But so. again, I'm going I'm going to the moon, love. Are we, what are you taking? Well, we've got... Six on. Yeah. And two golf balls. But don't tell anyone. <laughs> so NASA has invested billions and billions, but I'm going to take a couple of golf balls mm. 
but I won't film how far they go or anything like that. But 50 years yeah. later, some guy in England will find <laughs> my ball yeah. on the moon. It hasn't shifted. It hasn't got covered in dust. It's just lying there. Fuck off. Yeah. Although, on my presidential thing, I'm not going to deny the moon landing. They, they'll get it all out here. Yeah. And then you've, you've got to toe the line when you start doing that. Yeah. So if you are listening in America now, yeah, this is just I'm just putting this out as devil's advocate. <laughs> right. Okay, sure. Um, I reckon I could hit a ball further than, for, you know, 40 yards it, in that with, suit. With no gravity? Yes. I could, fucking so kick why it. Did I could it kick go it further f- than that. Yeah, or throw it. Why didn't you? <laughs> why did he throw it? Because he took a golf yeah. club. Well, also, his, so he was the fifth on the moon. Dick Baldwin, who was the sixth, took um, a shot put and a javelin. <laughs> And one of those big tires <laughs> that they use in the world's my, strongest did, man. Did my eyes go as big as they felt yeah. when you were saying that? And then those stone balls that they put on. Yeah. yeah, he took all of those. So here's a picture of Buzz Aldrin, allegedly. What I want you to do is to look at his left hand yeah. and then look at the shadow of his left hand. So his left hand looks as what? Uh, slightly bent. Yeah, and it's a hand in a glove, isn't it? Yeah. And what does the shadow of his left hand look like? Look like he's got something in his hand, like a tool. Yeah. Like a screwdriver. Does the like shadow a... have any bearing on his hand? Uh, not really. No. Okay. Just putting that out there. I'm open on this. I'm open either way. Yeah, sure. Um... Four. <laughs> How's your silver stock? Have you checked it? No. Silver, well, it was on the rise. I sent you a graph. There, there was a rush, wasn't yeah. there? Gold you, better, you better get your wash bag out. <laughs> yeah. Count that bad boy up and see what you got. Honestly, I reckon you should. I wonder if the silver in my wash bag is counting as money laundering. <laughs> <laughs> Again, two episodes too late, but that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about timing. <laughs> So, work-life ballet, I had a lovely chat with Joe this morning. Mm-hmm. We've been wanting to kind of turn our coffee and cake chat into a, into a bit of a pod thing. Mm-hmm. I knew it'd be good, mm-hmm. and it went a little something like this. Hi, Joe. Hi, Damo. You all right? Yeah, no, I'm good this morning. I'm good. Good. This is the first time we've talked like this, I think, actually, on a computer. <laughs> is that right? Yes, it is. Yes, this is the first time. We try and do face-to-face, don't we? Always. By the guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> we're, too, we're too legit to yes. quit, aren't we? So, Very so much. So we haven't felt the need to kind of to do this on the internet. But thanks for, thanks for joining the pod. We've, we've mentioned you in the pod, um, as you're aware, because you, you've heard the bits where you've been mentioned. So you are Joe, the person <laughs> I go and have coffee and cake with on a, on a Saturday morning. That's an ace way to go down in the annals of history. The person that you go and have coffee and cake with, I reckon that's an accolade. There. Yeah. And I'm also the drummer in your band. I think that's the best way of putting it, isn't it? Well, I, I say you're my drummer, but that feels... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's fair. We all know the power hierarchy in the band, so that's absolutely fine. <laughs> You're the boss. Well, your name's in our band title, so um, so you're pretty much the boss. Then that says it all, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> when we were in the coffee shop and we're talking, there's something that kind of came up that I was kind of really interested in, and we we kind of dug about it a bit deeper, but I've just been so desperate to kind of have a bit of a chat around that and try and, and also hit the record button. And I think it was just a simple phrase that you said to me once, which was, I'm working on finding my centre, or I found my centre, and... 
I'm not always there and then I'm, I'm kind of working on getting there kind of you know so it felt like yes. there, there was a place um and I was uh, just that whole kind of language of center just kind of you know I've looked it up subsequently and there's lots of stuff around yoga and meditation and, and mindfulness and stuff which obviously fits in perfectly with what we talk about on the pod but I was kind of yeah. interested in it, it being a place which I imagine would be we'll get onto this but be different for everybody but a place you can you can one identify and two try and get to and that just kind of my mind just went racing and I well guess... I think that knowing what you did with Mark and and the conversations that you were having when we were sat and talking and and after we'd met it sort of came into my mind and yours at the same time and and that's one of the things that I've learned through this process is to pick up on those signals if there's something that ignites in you it is that sort of um journey to on that point and listen to those things that come up personally for you so that is that is like it it in action Hmm. but one of the things that we were trying to sort of crystallize this a little bit is and it is only one person's sort of journey through it is what brings about that shift in orientation to your own life and and that that was where it sort of started for me was this notion that it was a journey that began with something that led me to understand I had a center at all. Yeah. You know, that I had a sense of self, that I had a center from which to orientate myself to the to the circumstances around me, the people around me, mm-hmm. um, the narratives that that we hold as a society. Suddenly I wasn't embroiled within them, but sort of was able to orientate myself from my own point of view, looking at them. And we were sort of trying to find, well, what is that process? How does it start? Or did it start for me? You know, because I think it's a very individual by its sheer nature, um, evolution in terms terms of the way we see the world. And I, and I believe it to be something that lots and lots of people are going through because of the current circumstances in which we find ourselves. I think it's slowed a lot of people down and maybe that process is happening for others as well. Yeah, I was going to say there's an element of, do you find yourself, I guess, there by accident or design? I mean, it could be both. It could be little bits of all of that, can it? But I think at the moment, everybody is, like you said, it was also something we talk a lot about, which is time and taking time. And I think people have just had to mm. take time because they've kind of been forced to. So maybe that's, yes. kind of, you know, and I guess in a pressure cooker environment, everyone's just had to take a good old look at themselves and others, right? And I think the accidental, but you can find yourself stepping yes. out of your, self and all the con- constraints you talk about yeah I guess it's like classic a good old look at yourself isn't it <laughs> to br- broadly I'm, yes. not, I'm not kind of um minimizing that but but very qu- very quickly just to go back when when we met when, when I first became the drummer in your band when you invited me to <laughs> to an audition <laughs> yeah. and, and you sat there and raised your thumb in the upright position and I got lit I got the gig um we then we then obviously I didn't know you before then but we then started talking and I think over time for me we're of a similar age I've never asked your age because I'm a gentleman but we are of a similar age <laughs> and there's that bit of um yeah, I... I'm very appreciative <laughs> of your gentlemanly status on that <laughs> um yeah so there was that as we started talking you know and kind of finding you know as anyone does in, in starting a relationship you kind of you, you poke a little bit and you see how far you can go don't you and kind of um I might re- rephrase that you um you talk <laughs> do you know what I mean you, yes, you please do yeah keep this this is a family show I think I don't know no there's an element of finding boundaries isn't there with any kind of relationship social kind of sure uh, 
function and I guess I had that kind of feeling that I was I was a certain way down mine journey I guess for want of a better yeah. word you you were saying stuff like I got that that sounds really familiar and I I thought I was a long way down and everyone had cracked it like years ago and it felt like <laughs> I don't know where you kind of coming into your late 40s and early um sorry your late your late 20s and early 30s for you um <laughs> <laughs> no we're coming into you know late late 30s early 40s and I don't know whether and this is a little bit of a project of mine I've been trying to see whether that is common in lots of people whether it's there's a certain time in your life where you know you've done the, the career a bit of family stuff and you kind of go hold on a minute mm. I, used, I used to like all these things and this is the kind of things I used to do. you know what I mean those kind of it felt like there was a there's a kind of a time in our lives and I think a lot of people's lives where you kind of start to you start to question a few things don't you, you start to go actually is that is that that or is that just the way it's been forever or for a period of time it's it's really interesting Damo because I think there are, are, are very many books written out there that you might find discover come to read yourself once you make that step so it's lots like you say there are lots of people that are are, have already um sort of jumped on this bus or been pushed um and and there are lots of thoughts about time in life when it happens why it happens and I think it can it's very individual but there is this kind of pressure cooker situation in your late 30s early 40s when you seemingly have possibly accrued many of the things that our social constructs or narratives within our society Mm. tell us we should have could have may have done and and then you get to the point and and it's almost like a um a a steady realization that 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 something that something's amiss Mm. Yeah. And and there's a disquiet and and well this is you know sort of we're getting onto a bit of my journey now but I don't mm. think it's a unique one. I I had um you know I was married I had I had have three children we had a house we had a, you know but there was this and I and I asked a couple of people I said you know I can't quite I'm not quite sure about this this you know something mm. feels weird for me I can't access joy that was the only thing I could say is that I felt flat so I felt this is all in hindsight of course I think I felt something was missing or something yeah I was I was seeking something but I had no idea what it was and I couldn't galvanize it and the people that I'd spoken to sort of couldn't really tell me and I went to my grandmother who's a wise old bird and I'd spoken to my auntie who I really love her energy and sort of I'd started there you know and and am I going to get my joy back really was the question I was asking I felt tired was that was that just off your own off your own steam you know you just kind of I guess curious was that just did something kick that off yes so I had I had sort of pinpointed something but I, I really didn't know what or you know where it was going I just I just kind of wanted to feel a bit of energy and a bit of yeah. um uh you know your your those levels back again where I felt enthused or inspired or you know, and I and I just didn't. And I had all this wonderful thing in my life, you know, a lovely partner and I had beautiful children. And I just thought, oh, what's you know, what's wrong yeah, with me? Yeah. And then boom, an interaction happened out of the blue. I I I, 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 I wouldn't say I was looking for it. It certainly took my breath away. I, I and suddenly all the things that I felt I knew mm. that were part of my identity that were my givens, you know, those things that are our assumptions mm. at a certain point in life as as things that are givens, they're not even questioned. Suddenly everything kind of fell apart, all those assumptions, all the, and I began to need to question everything. I could not not go there because something so significant had sort of blown my 
yeah. capacity to understand myself and the world yeah. and my position in it suddenly was was completely wrecked. And actually, it was a very dark time. And probably for about a year, 18 months, mm. I struggled just within myself to even grasp. And I don't know how many people would have known because yeah. I was very good at continuing to be the person that I had been up until that point. But I, I remember writing, and that's when I began my writing journey, actually. Okay. I had to do something to process it. Hmm. Um, I was drawn to write. I tried poetry, but I'm not particularly good at that, actually. But I write now sort of stream of consciousness stuff, which has been a, a, a huge kind of evolutionary self-development tool for me. But I remember writing about the shrapnel of my mind. Mm. I imagined all these parts of my mind just exploding everywhere and the process of gathering those up and trying to make sense of who I was now because I knew I wasn't the same and trying to fit these pieces of myself back together that had been so changed by something explosive that I couldn't do it. So I had to go, what now? What is this? Who am I? What does this mean? If all of this is no longer so or doesn't make sense anymore, I'm no longer that person entirely. Where do I go from here? Yeah. I actually, there were several things that happened from once, I, at once, probably because I was looking for it. So some of it was talking therapy. So I, I, I engaged a psychotherapist who's been incredibly helpful. I think I lucked in really well with who I managed to manifest at that point, at that point in my yeah, life. Yeah. Um, and I read, and I read inspirational stories, people who had had their own journey. It was mainly Yes, and, and and their own orientation to our world that was different from mine because I was looking for something to make sense of the fact that I couldn't orientate myself to my own life in the same way anymore. Yeah. That was a lot of kind of information. I knew it would all come out no, like no, that. No, it, it's good. And I'm, you know, I'm just writing down furiously. I'm going, oh my God, there's, you know, another five five episodes <laughs> to, to, to get all this across. <laughs> but it's great. No, but I think the immediate thing that comes to mind before I talk about the kind of I guess frame of reference okay frame of reference comes to mind and when you talk about orientation and kind of infrastructure and things but I'll come to that in a minute but I'm not amazed by this because I I know I know what you're like and for anyone who's listening to this I'm trying to join up the the way you've kind of approached it so one that kind of you went and asked questions which I think sounds very simple but Mm. is a really difficult thing to do you then kind of had that realization moment, but also then you started to write and you started to read. I would imagine there's there's again gradations. We also talk about on this podcast. There's lots of ways anyone could, you know anyone would and does handle this. Some people just go into the fetal position and cry. Well, and I did at times, and it was a process, and it was almost a case of having to ask the questions, having to seek the tools, having to make some sense of it, because the alternative was just to stay in a fetal position of not. And I mean, I've I've heard it referred to now, you know, long dark night of the soul. You know, I, now I'm yeah. in a different space. But, but but you did that. You did that without without those inspirational words, right? You kind of you you found an outlet. You found a, a, is this anything to you know? Would you say because of your your musicality, yeah. does that help? I mean, you're a you're a singer. You're a performer. You're that's your expression. That's your kind. Does that does that come into play? That's a great thing to highlight. I think Damo, and and has become a big theme for me and for others. I think over this last bit of time, and that is that in order to reacquaint ourselves with ourselves, 
we seek those things that come from our creative self. So yes, I, I began to spend a lot more time in the natural world. I took up wild swimming. I've always been a swimmer, so that wasn't a big jump, but wild swimming, running off-road, you know, woodland stuff, being in contact with nature, singing, which had always been an element in my life, singing and performing, mm. but really actually to open that up. And it was like I was taking elements of myself to firstly acquaint myself with who I was, then create strong bonds with that, and then begin to trust myself. So those were ways, tools that came from within me, stuff I already had, stuff I was revisiting, yeah. to remember where I resided, where home was for me. So they were all these I've heard it referred to wonderfully, actually, in a, in a, in a book by Jill Edwards. Um, it was written 30 years ago, but she talks about how these tools are not the moon itself, but the finger pointing to the moon. Mm. If we if we say that our self actualization is a moon, is 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 a, is an, an object which we desire to 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 understand or or reach for or meet. Um, and, and so the band was an amazing place for me to do that, to build my confidence, to show who I was, to show up, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it, it creating be our own creatorship yeah. keeps us developing, evolving ourself because it comes from within us. As you'll ask any artist, any writer, anybody who's involved in any aspect of creating, and sometimes that can be um, a teacher, they're creating a space where mm. knowledge and exploration happens. They're creating something, you know, we all have it in us. And and I think that that's a very powerful route to that self-actualization. Yeah, that, that's going to be my point. My point was kind of not not everybody might feel that they they have those outlets, any, any one of those outlets. I mean, you just listed a load, which is which is amazing. Mm. And it's 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 enriching and it's very it's very rounded, isn't it? And we, we had a chat not so long back about um, creativity on, on the pod and you know, Mark will go, I'm not, I'm not creative. I can't draw. And I'm going, you're really creative. Cause you know, in your work and when training me, you're very creative and, you know, analytical. And so, so I, yeah, my belief is that everybody has that ability some, somehow to, to be creative. You almost, you know, you almost have to be to survive any, anything. And going back to, you know, the old saber tooth tiger analogy, you know, you have to be creative to think your way out of that kind of shit to, to survive. So, but I was, I was just trying to kind of guess round that bit off in that, I think everybody has that ability, you know, they may not have that range of, of outlets, but even one of those would be incredibly powerful, wouldn't it? For someone to try and orientate themselves. Well, the whole point is that they have their own demo, you know, that, that exactly what you said is that, that we are unique Hmm. and there may be themes, there may be things that, that connect us, similarities and so on, but ultimately we're unique and part of our journey is figuring up how we want to show up because that ultimately is our sort of gift to our existence and to the people around us and to to our evolution of 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 our humanity or our world Hmm. is to turn up presenting the gifts that we uniquely have and everybody has them and as a society to value that with some kind of equanimity, some kind of equality mm. is, is a, is, is an exciting step, but I think humanity is starting to play with. Yeah. 
you know, maybe that's another past entirely, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel it's got so much hope and potential. I get so excited about potential when you drop judgment, when you drop limitation, when you stop preconceiving what you're capable of yeah. and completely open yourself and embrace the world. It's a very yeah. freeing sensation, but it didn't come easy. I think <laughs> I, wanna, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, no, it, I mean, it, like doesn't. That, it just I, happened. And I guess none of the good stuff does. You mentioned the word home there, which is also the kind of thing I had written down, which is, you know, the idea of center and home. Is there any difference? I guess what I'm trying to, what am I trying to ask? What am I trying to ask? <laughs> Reframe all those words into, a, <laughs> into an appropriate question. Well, for I me, think Joe, it's, please. thank you for the question. Cause I think it's a really good thing to highlight is that terminology can be quite powerful and mean different things. Mm. To have a notion of it, some way of identifying it can sometimes help engage you or manifest it. So home was actually a term that I came across in a book that I read sort of fairly, you know, at the beginning of of all of this called Women Who Run With The Wolves, because it was centred around a little bit about being a woman and finding my voice because I'd Mm. been brought up in the patriarchy and had a very strong and dominant father. And so it was about that. So that was a really good place to start. But she about women finding home and so that was a a word that I picked up on for me it's evolved to be a bit more personal and I call it my center and I know that that's not unique other people call it that too center means the point around which my experience of being a human being is anchored you could use home, but it's it's morphed for me. Home was sort of a term that I came across yeah, through sure. another author, really. You've mentioned that book before. How influential was it? Do you go, well, I think everyone should read it. Is it one of is one of those my you know life-changing kind of things, or is it just something resonated in that book for you? It resonated at a time in my life when I needed some sort of guidance or support mm-hmm. or direction. It and it helped me continue to ask some questions. And I think I've referred back to it several times. It's yeah. a it, it, it's quite a mix of things, but it starts from the basis of allegory, which um, the author then kind of dissects a little bit, perhaps contextualizes in the modern world. So it's quite an interesting way to go into it. The fact mm. that humans have always had story to illustrate experience or parable or understanding and continue to do so writing is really powerful imagery is really powerful you know I've gone on to to read other things and it's still part of my bookshelf it's still one that I would recommend out to anybody who has questions or is seeking something particularly as a woman because it is written from from that perspective a little bit yeah, so it was part of the journey, part of the journey, a really helpful finger pointing at the moon. <laughs> Going back to the bit about reframing, I guess, that point where you kind of go, everything I know, everything I've come to know, mm-hmm. and and timelines are, I'm, I'm a big fan of timelines, as, as I've probably talked to you about, that idea that, you know, things happen over time, that probably see, seem small and insignificant, but but cement, and, and every, 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 every one in everyone in your life and everything in your life and every perception and everything you hear and all the fear of missing out and you know the should we've just talked about should on the oh, last yeah. podcast <laughs> create almost mold almost like an infrastructure i guess a, a, a frame a framework and i guess mm. that point you've talked about in your life you hit and i'd imagine it's like the scaffolding just falling down right <laughs> and you are kind of left there you know without that that framework that you've always known and yes that's how i kind of saw it is that a fair way of I thank you for the description because that that is exactly how it sort of right, come right. feels 
where everything that stood around you, because that actually is what it is. Mm. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like it's you Mm. when you're in it. But everything that stood around you collapses in a heap. And all you're left with is this sort of being confused because it can no longer see the world as it did. And when we were talking about what what perhaps the roads would go down when we spoke today, but is that I realised that my sense of self had been formed not not by who I am at my center. So my, what some people might call a spirit or a soul or an essence, mm. not by that, but about what my human existence had led me to believe was either something I should be or something that I am. So whether that's my parents, whether that's my friendship groups, whether that's a social construct or society as a whole, those judgments and preconceptions Mm. as to what looking good is, what success is defined by. And these sort of, and I have this visualization now of all these coats, these, you know, you're born naked, you're born (laughs) pure. And as you go through life, someone hands you a pair of gloves or a pair of socks or a necklace or a hat or an overcoat. And over time, you've got so much of other people's stuff. Yeah, yeah. That it takes some doing to unpeel, to take off the layers, to figure out who is is actually exists underneath that. You must be a good daughter. You must contribute to society. You must, and you must do it in this way, or that's mm. what we think is good, or um, you know, definitions of of how we should be or what we should expect from ourselves as yeah. these things that you. Require. And then, of course, all of those things can fall away. So, and, and all it takes is a few of them to go, and you can start to question what I say about me. And is, do I still want to wear it? What do I want to take with me? And what do I want to share? And suddenly it becomes about your evolution and growth. Yeah. Which is a really exciting concept for me. And I think as individuals, if we're doing that work, we're moving on to something else in a minute. <laughs> no, no, but as, an, right. as individuals, if we're doing that work we show up differently in the collective and we move the collective forward. It, you know, that, that, that idea that, that, that we're more than just a series of separate individuals. Actually, we are a whole, something that I've, I've, that, that's been birthed sort of part the way through this journey and is gaining momentum for that's me. Some that we haven't, no, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here going, that's not on my notes, Joe. <laughs> that's not in the agenda, but, but that sounds really exciting. <laughs> I want to know more. Get some cake in, would you? <laughs> yes definitely we we need more cake <laughs> i know that's, that's definitely another another couple of slices of carrot cake without kind of exhausting the analogy the coat one i think is brilliant and the the weight of those you know one coat is fine put two and it, then it starts to get a bit heavy and that, which i think is a really good analogy and i think but also mm. that moment when the clothes kind of fall away i don't think they actually do maybe the weight comes off, or just you just realize maybe you just realize they're actually there you don't shed them and just walk off like a brand new person that's not what happens no. would you agree you, you know there's still you've still got to then yeah decide which ones are going to go to the the, the charity which ones you're going to keep or which ones you might you know remake into something else i think you're absolutely right the the sort of awakening forces you to look, forces you to analyse, and you suddenly become aware of those things. Mm. Healing or understanding or discovery happens when you start to do exactly that, where you start to ask yourself where this came from. What is it? Is it serving me? Is it? Is it to my um, better, highest good? You know, when you start to ask those questions and and of yourself, of your 
yes, you start to ask the questions. Where did this goat come from? And do, and, and do I want to wear it anymore? And, yeah. it's a, and, and that's quite a powerful process and it takes time. It takes yeah. um, awareness. But that's the, once you've turned the switch on, once you've become aware, once mm. you've made the connection you can't you can't turn it off so it keeps it keeps knocking at your door it's new timelines isn't it new realities you can't not face those things anymore there might be something there there may even be a cardigan that you're holding on to because it's security for you in some way shape or form yeah but it's no longer serving you it's tying you down it's not allowing you to to flourish it's not allowing you to grow but you're holding on to it because it's, you know, there's a security in it or, or there's fear in your next step or there's, so, you know, it's, it is a real deep process, a really deep process of, of, of understanding who you are and what you want to be, what you want to, your choice, your stepping forward, what do you want to, to have in your life? How do you want to show up? What do you want to experience? Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on, I guess, again, timelines, because every, everything that's that's been we know we're in the we're, we're right in the now yeah. right we're, we're on the needle of the timeline right the frame of reference for what you thought your future was going to be is arguably either in tatters or not there at all mm-hmm. so yeah but but of course everybody else is on on their own timeline and the people that are in you know bear with me on this the people that are kind of you know running parallel or into into interacting with, with those timelines Arguably, their framework is still the same, largely, yeah. although they have a slightly new one because they're reacting to you, for example. That's, yeah, you've got it in one, that. How do you then decide on, you know, I guess the things the things to carry on wearing, the things to, to get rid of, you know, that's the navigation, I guess. I'm not asking you what the answer is, because if you did that, then no. you could you could write your own mm-hmm. book. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? That would, <laughs> if you could bottle that. Um, incredible. I guess, is there any how I could, tools on processing, I guess, because we're always like to think about takeaways on this pod and have you already talked about the things that you do in terms of I guess getting into you know talked about getting in touch with nature and running and and, and outdoor swimming and stuff but there's 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 uh, coping mechanisms or things that just bring you joy etc but are there any kind of yeah. tools of for processing or, or ways of thinking I think it's it's a great question Damo because and I, and I, I thought it, it was not a surprise to me that that in the lead up to this, or it was maybe serendipitously helpful, is that I had I have I've had another wobble, what I call a wobble, a moment where I leave myself mm. and I don't I don't feel settled or or right. So it's it's an ongoing process and journey, really. Yeah. How do you know? And and I've been forced to the last few days revisit some of those sort of scarier places to to redefine that for myself and only this morning I was saying to Dave I realized that's my that's my husband uh, long suffering <laughs> bless him but Big um shout out. <laughs> yeah, that was isn't it love him yeah. um but the only place that you can influence is from your own truth the only place that you can take the right steps forward for yourself and therefore everyone around you is from your own truth and from that own space. So to reacquaint yourself with it, to notice when you're not in it, and to notice when you're triggered either from, you know, connections with other people or narratives that exist in, in, in other people's narratives. Because like you say, everybody's in a different space yeah. in a different yeah. time. And so to, to constantly ask that question, to constantly give yourself the supports that allow you to exist in that space, because that's where your peace of mind is. Mm. That's where your calm is. You know, the 
self-actualization isn't something about running events it's not about um you know those those high points it's it's about stillness and coming back to that and which is why meditation is such a strong anchor for it and 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 you know and that's not a new thing it's thousands and thousands of human years old a process of being in stillness to connect with yourself and so that's my that's my takeaway if uh, anyone is to is to to discover who you are and commune with them as your best friend to commune with them and I had had a great this is a fairly new thing I've done a course recently about that rebirth process about that sort of what do I want to move forward what do I want to leave behind and it in it and it's sort of a constant question it comes up all the time yeah but there was three questions in your in your journaling or writing and one is what you're grateful for so it focuses you on what you're joyous about, what fills you up. And when you're in that place of gratitude, you can't be frightened. And that's really powerful because fear is what jolts you from your center. So what am I grateful for? The other is what do I want to let go of? So that focuses on you, you on what you no longer think is to your service, what you want to actually consciously leave from your life, leave behind, Mm -hmm. move forward, move forward from. And the other thing is what does my soul or my center or my essence want to tell me today wow what and then and it sort of acquaints you you're asking for it to be there you're asking for yourself to bring its own wisdom to you every day really and they're they're three very 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 powerful so again Mm. if that was a, a tool that other people could take away but that would be it know yourself Acquaint yourself with your best friend. As my son said the other day, he said, Mum, I realise I'm the main character in my own life story. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> but he's a star. And it comes out, you know, these young people who have not yet been socialised, who have not yet been given too many coats, too many hats, too many scarves. Yeah. They know it. They are amazing. And we've just it? got to listen to them. I love him. He's great. He's my teacher. Yeah, we were talking about, you know, what age do you get to when you suddenly start, you know, talking about these things. You know, what's he going to be talking about in his late 30s? I'd be be just, you know, probably in touch with the universe by then, wouldn't he? I sincerely hope so. (laughs) Yeah, he'd have been talking to it for years. (laughs) right having a deep conversation with because their 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 sort of discoveries won't be ours no that's what we kind of gift if we're conscious we're handing the learning that we've gotten by demonstrating a different way of being so that they can move that forward so that they can bring in what i hope to be more joy more gratitude more kindness more love those higher vibrations that mean that we operate in a different space so i got a name of those three things got a name is a methodology or an approach that has got a name actually it was one it's one of the people that i've i i've picked up along the way so uh, along with authors and right. people who are turning up as themselves they are arriving as themselves and they are sort of bringing their gifts to the world and and this guy is is a, an energy intuitive wow and he's he's start, he, he's been doing this for 20 years so this process of understanding who we are and communing with that higher self, that part of ourselves that is always going to make decisions that are to our highest good. Yeah. You know, he's been doing that for 20 years. That's amazing. Um, I immediately thought, okay, the gratitude one I hear a lot of. And then you said the the next two. And as you said, each one of them, they just go up a notch. Yeah. I guess with association with the question before, they, they, the power builds, doesn't it, in those three until you get to the end, which is, the, you know, the... On their own, they're pretty powerful. But then the second one on its own yeah. isn't as powerful, you know, without the without the bit about gratitude. And then I've got that emoji, you know, when my head's open and, and there's a big explosion coming out of it. 
you know that's <laughs> that's what I look like <laughs> <Yeah>. right now <laughs> that's mega mm. we haven't even touched on quantum physics yet but what it's only like 10 to 10 on Saturday people have spent their lives talking about quantum physics <laughs> well they they've spent their lives talking about it so that we can take the concepts and run with them I love in, that in, there's no need to relearn everything they've learned you know it's an evolution it's a development it's taking what makes sense to you and 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 growing that for for the next generation but it's fascinating it's totally fascinating I'm not sure I, could tell. I mean you just drop you know drop those three bombs <laughs> right <laughs> quantum physics might just be a little bit of a stretch but i think it's really important i think when you text me about it i was like really i can i can barely understand schroeder's cat and yeah. things being dead or alive at the same time that's just you know almost too much for me i know it is too much but what am i on about almost <laughs> but um another thing that i came across the other day was was pattern interrupt in order to shake things up, in order to make new discoveries, mm. don't do the same things. And it can be really, really subtle. It can be the fact that that actually instead of having a coffee very first thing, I'm just going to do some yoga stretches instead and then have my coffee. Or I'm going to, um, yeah. you know, it, it can be really, really small things. Mm. Uh, it's it, it's a really fascinating process. And, and to understand that there's a degree of manifestation in that, what you're yeah. doing is by seeking, by opening yourself up, by seeking to grow and evolve, we are manifesting what we need to do exactly that. Yeah. So we, we meet the people. And if you're centered, if you're in your center, those connections are both balanced, wholesome and fruitful. Yeah. You, don't, you don't spend too long when you're in your center. You don't then spend too long in a place that is uncomfortable, you go, there's a no there. That's not for me. That's not where I need to be. I may have a vision of what I want, but I need to find another route. Or has that vision changed? Do Does what I want to manifest still match what I wanted to manifest yesterday? The future is not set. We create every moment. That's that's actually a quote from, from someone else, but it's true, is that we have a choice every step of the way. I'm privileged in the sense that I have had the time. I have or created the time or whatever, mm. however, made the time for myself to understand certain aspects of myself, which means that I'm in this position to make those judgments that aren't about triggering reaction. They can be a response or a consideration or what on the balance of things when I when I collect all these things together, what do I want to do? What is to my highest good? I've got time to think about that. That is a privilege yeah. that I would imagine is not for people who are from circumstances that are deeply traumatic yeah. that means that their centers are about survival yeah, i was gonna say yeah so no they don't have that oh i'm going to sit here for a moment to meditate uh, on my choices they're in fight and flight the whole yeah, time totally. Totally. so it but we we can acknowledge that as a society mm-hmm. and help those that can be helped that want to that can see their way forward yeah and yes ultimately there is that personal choice we can't help people who aren't ready to take that step or journey or don't want to embrace it. And that's everyone in our family, everyone in our society, you know, ultimately they, they are responsible for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. There's this, the kind of idea of, I mean, you've mentioned serendipity, but in the last part we're talking about, you know, luck and fate and serendipity and determinism and just, just what you're saying, just, you know, you can, you can set yourself on a different path. All the things we've been talking about then are about setting new timelines, setting new, um, new realities aren't they yes and you know thinking about the future it's a bit like sounds like back to the future it isn't written yet the framework we're all used to could be determining your future you know if you don't choose to you know you don't have to smash it yes. to pieces you might just want to take a few coats off 
you don't have to, you know, this is not about turning lives upside down. No, it's a bit traumatic yeah, if you I mean, do it that yeah, way. I mean, some people are forced yeah. into that or, you know, whatever. But I don't just, re- yeah, I think it's definitely something we want to talk about again, which is the pattern interrupting. I think that's really, really interesting. I know, um, as well as quantum physics, as well as uh, yeah. all the other stuff. So we'll talk more on here and um and when when the government allows we'll be able to have coffee and cake again hell yeah but thanks that's been lovely and it's literally i've been scribbling down things here and and my mind's just been firing and want to want to want to do more talking but you know you've got to go haven't you you're you're on a schedule you're a busy lady a busy lady however it's been a total privilege to talk to you and i'm always really humbled when someone creates space holds space for this kind of conversation oh. so i feel really honored um and i've thoroughly enjoyed myself thank you hey, so welcome. much nice, nice. catch up with you soon all right look after yourself take care okay. lots bye. of love bye, bye. did you have carrot cake no oh. should have done in that chat, one thing, just the thing we kind of got into at the end, which we didn't think we were going to get get, get into, was um, when Joe was talking about pattern interrupt. Mm-hmm. And it kind of resonated because we talked about small steps, we talked about changing habits, talked about streak, we talked about all sorts yeah. of things. And we also touched on a couple of episodes about not necessarily what you do, but the things you then don't do. Mm. And even things you don't do can can interrupt a pattern, yeah. a normal pattern, or things you get used to, or getting into either good habits, because you can break good habits as well if you want to. Yeah. It's not just all yeah. about breaking bad habits. And I was looking at because I hadn't heard of um, pattern interrupt until this morning when I was chatting to us I had a quick look and got very quickly into deconditioning and deconditioning is a term used to describe a system for diminishing or eliminating the condition responses or behavior patterns that you assume over time which is got a big Mm. big kind of part of the the chat we just had we all develop behaviors and strategies that we run based on our upbringing past experiences and what society deems appropriate in most cases these patterns are unconscious you do many of them without even thinking about it if the behavior pattern is unhealthy this is where you start to create real problems for yourself which we've talked about haven't we so resorting to behavior patterns that are detrimental can lead to poor health diminishing self-worth and an inability to be who you're meant to be Uh, do the things you're destined to do and have the things you deserve to have in your life. Continuing to run the same old behaviours can torpedo your relationships, tank your career faster than you can blink, and if you're not paying attention, cause you to give up on yourself and your dreams. So yeah, the pattern interrupt comes from NLP, so Neuro Linguistic Programming, Mm -hmm. and is a way of changing a person's mental, emotional, behavioural state or strategy. Developing the skill set for creating a pattern interrupt can help you learn behaviours that lead you powerfully forward towards living a more intentional and passion-filled life. The key ingredient for creating a pattern interrupt and learning new behaviours is awareness. Uh, you can't change something if you're not cognizant of the fact that it's happening. We talked about yeah. that. Yeah. In, in that chat with Joe, we are talking about self-actualization. So the first step is becoming aware that you are repeating an unhealthy pattern and to identify what the pattern is. The second step is to observe yourself while you're running the pattern closely enough that you can pinpoint the precise moment where you derail. This is a critical piece because it's in that moment where you need to now install a new behaviour. Then you need to practice it diligently over and over again until it becomes a new habit. Mm-hmm. The more I practice, the luckier I get. Yeah. So is the interruption looking at maybe things that you do by rote and actually that if you have more recognition or more cognition of why you're doing things that you can Ex- then go? Yeah, exactly what you is said. Is this the best thing for me? Well, it's self-actualization, is it? It's, it's literally kind of you know, almost waking up from a, a slumber, really, isn't it? Yeah. The, the pattern is so regular. There's no reason, so there's nothing to kind of make you stop if it's not detrimental to your health. Yeah. But it can be, can't it? But if you don't recognize it to even, to realize it to stop it or realize it to start it, 
I think that's the important bit, yeah, as, you, as you've already mm. said. You haven't taken your jumper off yet. Looking, no. I was looking forward I'm, to that. I'm only not doing it because someone did make the number of references that you make that are Who? borderline. I'm not going to say because Wayne would get embarrassed. Oh, right. What? But, well, well he, said, he said if you were new to the pod and you listened, you might think you've come into some sort of... What? I don't know. What? Homoerotic in, innuendo of... fest. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? What's wrong? Right. Someone mm. like you who likes affirmation, likes kind of people complimenting you on your body. Mm. Right. Mm. I'm doing just that. So yeah, what's the I problem? I just think I get. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not getting aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. But you know, I'm not like. Ooh, am I? Sorry, that. The baby oil, like. Come on, move on. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I've got a bit of an apology, haven't I? I, I think I swore. About I her. swore at, at Russian spy. Mm. You'll be it, off to the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because someone you said someone was didn't like my intros. You wouldn't say me who, mm. and I and I swore. Yeah. In response. Yeah. And then at the end, you revealed who that was, <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll just disappear one of these days, won't I? Without a trace. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Russian spy. Um, Big fan. Um, that's it for this episode uh, well done for getting this far and thanks for listening give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast and send your feedback and ideas to I'm Finecast at gmail.com in the next episode so does truth exist Mark really truly so we'll be looking at the can truth you, can you believe what I'm going to tell you yeah we'll be looking at the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth mm. that's it thank you good night